porgs are the best alien. <laughs> The best alien in Star Wars. Now just go on for that for fucking uh, five minutes. Do you want Zwick to just loop that? No, absolutely not. Uh, if you, you want, heard, you heard his Wick. Let's loop that five minutes. Check. If you want right. the full version of Porgs are the best alien in Star Wars? Check out. I think what is it called? The Porgcast. It's called the Porgcast. It's one of the many copycat podcasts that have fallen in the wake of. Pork chatter. They yeah, podcast. I think only went for something like ten episodes. What what number episode is this? Like six? I think no. This is like fourteen or fifteen. Oh wow, we've went longer. We've, we're the longest running podcast on the internet. Oh, Long after yeah. the fat has died down, we are still here, still standing. Because what's not to love about these fat, round, dumb, stupid, like, idiotic, these moron birds? Who get eaten so, so easily by space teddy bears. They're no regard for their lives. I love these birds. I will always love these birds. I'm wearing one of these birds right now. I like how at Star Wars Land, oh yeah, you're listening to this. I think you're listening to this this week, but next week you will be listening to me from the past because I'm going to a big, big, big fucking shout out to my, home, my homies in Philadelphia. I'm going to visit my friend for her birthday. She got a block of hotel rooms. We're going to do mushrooms and then she's going to go get a tattoo. <laughs> for her, is this a... Is this a bachelorette party? What is... Oh, her birthday. It's her birthday. She's turning 20... How old? 25, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sound, yep. It sounds like she's 25 going on a, an 11-year-old's idea of a 14-year-old. Yeah, I mean, her parents, I think, heavily subsidized her lifestyle. So no. she got a... She works... I think, no, she doesn't work. She's in grad school. She works for uh, some, like, research project thing. And she also lives in, her, like, her parents own a house. And they also have, I don't know what the actual name for this is, but, like, a step, an in-law suite. Like, it's, a, it's like a an she shed. An in-law suite? Wait, you, what? I've never heard of this. You never heard of this? I only know what a she shed is because of the hilarious State Farm commercial. They burned down my she shed. <laughs> I'm going to get a new she shed. I like how they made that couple black. It really go to get stereotypes. Wait. Okay. Now I'm learning more things. Were she shed a whites only thing for Dude, a long time? Bro, that's like the whitest fucking thing in the entire world. A she shed? Fucking dog. Things white people love. Fucking dogs. White women love. Yes. Yes. Uh, fucking dogs, overpaying for water bottles, and she sheds. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you do have more friends of color than I do, so I have no choice but to believe you. <laughs> fucking white people, am I right? Wait, what? What the hell? God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, no, she lives in a, um, it's a house. It's kind of like, a, it's a house built on, I've been to her parents' house, and by extension, her house. Mm-hmm. Her parents own this big-ass plot of land, and on that plot of land, there is a pool and a tennis court, and also another smaller one-bedroom house. It's like a ranch. It's like a one-level home, and she lives in there. Okay, so, you know, I might call it a guest house, a pool house, but didn't you call it an in-law house? Yeah, the only way I know of it is... I think that's what they used to cut. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to gatekeep 
the idea of small houses on larger house properties. I've just never heard the I've just never heard the phrase in law house and it's it's fascinating. This is probably just something I've made up because the only way I've ever heard of them is reading those old timey books. Oh. Which is like, oh, we moved our uh, my mother in law onto our estate into her own house. <laughs> that does make sense. That sounds like the kind of thing that would be like in Little Women or the sequel Little Men. Mm. Or the prequel, little big non-binary women, people, <laughs> big women, and then we. F- I'm so glad we find out how they got so small in big women because they started out very big. These women, big women, but then by the end of the book, you're like, hmm, they were, they did, they are pretty little, aren't they? I did see that porno called Big Women. <laughs> it's pretty hot. A BBW adventure, gross. <laughs> it's interesting because. Bath and Body Works and Big Beautiful Women both have the same number of syllables. We visited, I'd argue, both when we went to Orlando. And by the way, listeners, I'm going to start lending a tiny bit of structure to Pork Chatter, only the smallest amount. Only because some of our some of our listeners, they, they don't get that the gag is like just meandering. Not a gag. This is just a stream of consciousness. Listen, you ever read James Joyce? I don't <laughs> like the James Joyce of podcasting. Yeah, no, no. But when I say gag, I mean gag in the in the writerly sense, being like, yeah, the gag of this is it. The gag is it's a spy mystery. Not gag, not in the punchline, but anyway, the premise. Let me use the word premise. It's like here's what we're going to talk about in this week's episode of Pork Chatter. Which, by the way, is coming in lieu of an episode of The Loudest Podcast, which will be back next week, but it will be pre-taped because she will be at her friend's she shed. Yeah, I will be in the she shed, probably on mushrooms. So when you're listening to this, this is my first time doing mushrooms. What should I expect? Okay, well, let me just again, real quick, we're going to talk about the fact that we went to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yes, that is coming up. That is coming up. This is We're not calling it Pork Chatter for no reason. We went to Galaxy's Edge. We spent a whole day there. We spent more money than I have. Yeah, no, I also spent. I might all the transactions finally went through on Yo, my credit card. Uh-huh. Today. I'm like, okay, I spent more than I thought I did. Yeah, it's like that last credit card payment I made never happened because all those transactions hit, and it's like, oh wow, hmm. Mm. But I don't know we did have fun anyway. Mushrooms. I've been on mushrooms twice, actually. I've tried mushrooms three times. First time, didn't do anything. Second time, I had a really good time on mushrooms. Yes. What, how did you... Do you just eat them? Yes. What do they taste like? They, you, honestly, if you dried up some mushrooms and then just ate them, they kind of taste like that. Like cooking mushrooms? Like the mushrooms you cook with? Yeah. Am no, I supposed not to- cooked mushrooms. Now, some people have told me that they taste like shit. I don't know what shit tastes like, but it's like (laughs) mushrooms don't, uncooked mushrooms don't taste good. The whole point of mushrooms is they act as a sponge. They absorb the flavor of whatever you cook them in. They're like tofu for men. Yeah, she rented a block of hotel rooms in like a really nice part of Philadelphia. Okay. And she was like, we're gonna all do mushrooms. And then we're going out to the club. Mm -hmm. And then we're, she's going to go get a tattoo. And I'm like, can we just... Can't we just be... This seems like such a juvenile play. Like, dude, what are you, 15? Just do acid. If you want to see shit, grow the fuck up. Do some acid. No, 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 no. 
Mushrooms is the gateway drug. Mushrooms is essentially, it's the she shed of psychedelics. It's like, oh, we're just going to do some mushrooms this weekend. Maybe toke a little bit on the pot and then maybe watch one of those movies where you can see the the cum gutters on, on uh, what's his name? Oh, damn it. It's the name of the guy from Star Wars. Uh, see Ewan McGregor's cum gutters. Who the fuck is that? Ewan McGregor? Who is Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor is an actor who was famous in the 90s for showing his penis a lot. Later, he became Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars What an awesome, Pork relevant chatter. reference. <laughs> Couldn't you say, who's who plays who plays Poe? That guy's pretty hot. Poe Dameron? Yeah. But yeah, but you can't see his cum gutters in anything. Well, uh, I've seen some porno parodies that went back to different. <laughs> really? Yes. Tell me about the Poe. Tell me about porn demo, demo sex. That nah, was a joke. Yeah, no, I I've know it was a joke. Any. I know it was a joke. That's why I called you on it. Because you had nothing. What a great improv strategy. I don't think this woman's actually a doctor. No, no, no. The improv strategy would have been to say yes to me. Then all of a sudden we're making up the Star Wars porn parody. But what if one of these fine listeners goes looking for the Star Wars porn parody, erection in hand, like a kid Mm -hmm. going up to the candy store Mm -hmm. with his nickel to find out that the government has increased taxes on candy and now it's cost six cents to get a Jolly Rancher and he doesn't have enough money so he has to dejectedly walk home to his mom and admit defeat. What what if it's like that with your boner? By the time you finish, you're on fucking BBW, Big Girls Gone Wild. You're down the slide. Maybe you go a little further. Now you see them kissing each other. Now you see the BBWs kissing each other. Maybe you go a little further. Now, now dudes have boobs. Maybe, maybe you go a little further. And now it's dead people that you're jerking off to. All because you couldn't find your Star Wars porn parody. You want to... Train. All the listeners are 15. You know that. I know that. You heard that, uh, the Lime Jinjo kid. That's gonna be... That guy's actually one of the, uh, better people to listen He's to. He's great. I love him. He's very nice. Very, from a very nice family. I've met his mom. Love that mom. Love that mom. Now, look. Two things. One, if they're looking for a Star Wars porn parody, they can find it. They've been coming out since the 80s. You know how many you know how many times a porno actress has slapped on Princess Leia's buns and gotten her own glazed? Millions. B, let's rewind a little bit. Alright. Star Wars. Episode seven. Her hmm. The Force Awakens. Uh the Force. A taken raise virginity. <laughs> yes, exactly. Virginity a taken. Okay. Ray. Who, by the way, is now a dude now named Ray. Wait, Ray is a dude yeah, now? He's a dude now. Is this like a Fuda thing? Well, is it st- <laughs> No, not everything. It, you know, you can just... Okay. You already know what it is. <laughs> it's not like I'm destroying your innocence. You can't just gender swap the casting? Oh, uh, I, I was thinking if you were going to do that, why wouldn't you change the name? Like, well, that's what's clever about it. Roy. Ray is a man's name. Ray is not a woman's name. So instead of R-E-Y, Ray, it's R-A-Y, Ray. It's just some guy named Ray. R-E-I would be a girl's name, wouldn't it? Ray is the name of the Star Wars lead character, R-E-Y. I know what the Star Wars character's name. Well, then you should have gotten my joke. Ray, it's a guy named Ray, Ray Phillips. Because that way, 
all of the more fun characters can be ladies. Poe Dameron can be Poe slam him, slam on him. Polly slam on him. Polly slam on him. A busty spice dealer going around the galaxy, not not breaking rules, not making them. Finn three one four one eight seven can become fine. Four six Four, nine sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Exactly. BB eight can become double D great. C three PO, another male character, can become she pee on me. R two D two can become again sixty nine. Sixty nine. Uh, why not? No, no. R two D two can become why not me too. The droid that always wants to get in, always wants to turn your twosome into a threesome. You see, by gender swapping the whole galaxy, because really I'm making a feminist statement. Why are all these characters men, huh? So many men in Star Wars. What if they were ladies with big boobs and they took their shirts off? What could be more feminist than that? Wait, do the robots have boobs? I'm confused. The robots do have genders. I think the robots should have dildos attached to them. They already do. You know how many times I've seen a a C-3PO with his big golden rod? That's why they call him Goldenrod in... In The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. True statement. Han Solo does call does call him that. Does call him Golden Rock. <laughs> wow. I can understand why my parents didn't let me watch these movies now. They are disgusting. But I want to see robots with deep cavernous vaginas yearning for Ray's dick. He uses <laughs> that staff and he uses other staff if you know what I mean. Hmm? This is the worst episode of a podcast ever recorded. And then at the end... I'm sorry, guys. This sucks. The lady goes, what's your name? And he goes, Ray, with an A in the middle. You get it? It's like a play on words. And looks it directly at the camera and says, get it? Do you get it? Remember you- Star Wars? Goes, remember stars? And then he fucks that old lady. He fucks that old lady. We keep her a lady. And then we fuck the elephant, disgusting elephant things. Didn't see that. From the most re- you need to you need to look up some kind of cam rip of those because those elephant things in that movie, man, those were disgusting. I was pee peeing. I was in the bathroom quite a bit when I was when I was watching that movie. We know you where you weren't in the bathroom for all of Star Wars Land. Wait, before we get Star Wars Land, mushrooms. Yeah, what about them? Okay, so the second time I was on mushrooms went pretty good. Went pretty good. Here's my recommendation for the mushrooms. Yeah, order some hamburgers. And put them, put the hamburgers on the mushrooms. Just fill. Uh, you're going to Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Does Philadelphia have a little restaurant known as Jonathan Rockets? I'm sure. You order some Jonathan Rockets big juicy mushroom burgers. You put your mushrooms in with those mushrooms. Eat all of it. I'm Eat really? it. Chew it a lot. Next thing you know, you're. You're screaming at your friends because water tastes like fire, like I did the third time I did mushrooms. That's called vodka. <laughs> I wish. No, I was just drinking water, but it tasted like burning. I begged my friends to take me to the hospital, and they wouldn't. And they were right not to. I, the water wasn't fire. It just, I was on mushrooms. I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I was just planning on tossing these mushrooms in like a potted plant or something. I really don't want to do mushrooms. I'm too old for this shit. I don't fucking want to do this. I was, and the whole time I was like, guys, can we just get drunk like normal 26 year olds? Why do we have to do mushrooms? 
doing mushrooms and then going out to a nightclub. Those that's like it, it, the Venn diagram of everything I hate in life. But but to be fair, you are going out to a nightclub in Philadelphia where trouble never happens. Not that part of Philadelphia, bro. I'm going to the part uh, the part of Philadelphia that looks like New York. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I get you. To be fair, the last time I was in Philadelphia, I was hanging out with... um, Philadelphia is, for some reason, marijuana is illegal in Pennsylvania. But Philadelphia, I guess, just made its own fucking laws. Yeah. And now it's decriminalized, but only within the bounds of certain zip codes. Mm. So we were smoking pot in the middle of some park in the middle, like the center of Philadelphia, like in the business district. And they were filming some kind of spy movie or something. And so we're sitting there getting high off our ass watching them film this spy movie. And it, it was like like there were cameras everywhere and there was a guy with a fake gun shooting at another actor. And the other actor was like rolling behind a car or something. And we we're walking. We we're like, OK, let's get up. So we walk over and as they're doing another take, they start and the guy pulls out this fake gun. It starts like shooting. And it sounds it sounds like a fake gun. It sounds like fucking pop rocks. Like click, click, clack, yeah, clack. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I look to my back and there's this family of four with like Liberty Bell t-shirts on and the daddy's like, come on kids, and like shuffles them into a nearest Starbucks. I'm like, oh, you must be, you must be from real far out of town if you think everyday Philadelphians just stand around leisurely while like, oh, check out that shooting going on over there. To be fair. That is the most Philly thing ever. Just like, oh, there's crime on that corner. So let's go to this corner. Okay, so where's the Wetzel's pretzels? Yeah, just- oh, no, I'm sorry. Where's the Philadelphia pretzel factory? Oh, we won't eat Wetzel's pretzels. We need our own. We need our own locationally accurate pretzels. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, Philadelphia just <laughs> casually walking through a triple homicide. Like, yeah. it's a fucking homeless person screaming on the street. Philly. Philly, baby. You, Philly had the Philly had those dumpster pools. Remember? They did. Yep. They yeah. in the dumpster pools. So, you're not going to do these mushrooms? How about this? Why don't you bring them home and sell them on the street? Because I'm not a drug lord. You think one drug deal makes someone a drug lord? I think it definitely... level one. That would make you like a drug surf or a drug pawn. Yeah, I'm not a drug mule. I'm not a drug... I have. I mean, I have no doubt. I think I'm going to ride the Megabus. I have no doubt. Zero shadow of a doubt in my mind that I would have run into problems because everybody on the Megabus all the time is on mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you have to take them to get on the Megabus. You do. Yeah. It's like your, it's like your Willy Wonka ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The M in Megabus stands for mushrooms. Uh, there was a guy, the last time I was on the Megabus, did I tell you, if you are not from... The northeastern United States Megabus is an incredibly cheap bus service that travels between states. And it's it's like if you buy your tickets early enough, you can get a $5 ticket from New York to Philadelphia. But um, the last time I was on the Megabus, there was this dude who was so incredibly drunk. He was wandering around hitting on women on the bus. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, he didn't fuck with me. But as he was going, so the Megabus is a double layer bus and there's two sets of stairwells. He walks over to the front stairwell. And at that moment, the bus like hits a thing and he falls (laughs) forehead first down this flight of stairs and cracks his head open on the first level of the butts they had to stop to make sure he wasn't fucking dead at one point i was on the mega bus and it just ran out of gas 
it just ran out of gas. We all had to get out of the bus and wait for fucking AAA to come and refuel the bus. How do you fuck that up? It's like a three-hour trip. How do you fuck that up? How do you forget that they that these buses need gas? Yeah, whoops, I forgot this double-decker bus gets like three miles to the gas. Yeah, holy shit. One time you were on the Megabus and somebody just sparked a J in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was another time we had to, uh, some dude went to the bathroom. You know how they tell you on airplanes that don't smash the uh, smoke detector? Don't see, Yeah, exactly. You know what I say? Don't smash my civil liberties. I should be allowed. <laughs> I don't need the nanny state telling me what I, what I can or can't do. These smoke detectors were paid for with my tax dollars and I should be able to disable them. Yeah, you should. Agree. Yeah. Hard agree. Mm. Well, I should blow your cigarette smoke down the toilet. Anyway, this guy uh, just straight up did that in the Muggabus bathroom, smashed the um, smoke, smoke detector, detector, smoked up a fucking joint. And how I know that he did that is because the smoke detector didn't go off, but the bus driver, it w- you could smell it throughout the entire bus, of course, because it's fucking weird. And there are no windows that open right. except in emergencies on the Megabus. And I don't even think they arrested him i think they just kicked him off the bus like we stopped we had to stop at a rest stop and they had to get another mega <laughs> like we all just stand around in the sidewalk while they got another mega bus and i think they just sent the dude home did you go in the bathroom and try to inhale as hard as you can as much as you could to try to get some of that second hand no I, mi- I missed out well look who's not a drug addict <laughs> well hello little miss can control her impulses oh you you women. You sex-having women. <laughs> sex-having males. Yeah, no, Megabus is uh, awesome. If you ever have the opportunity to take it, just do it once. Do it once just for the experience of the fucking screeching children running up and down the aisles of the bus. <laughs> Megabus is the spirit airlines of the ground. <laughs> it is awful in there. If you ever have the opportunity to take the Megabus, I would say don't. Just listen to our podcast again. Because it's not... It's not like, it's not like, ha ha, this is fun, awful. It's just fucking awful. No, it's awful. legitimately terrible, and I only take it because it is so cheap. I remember this one time I was sitting next to a lady, and she, uh, like, I like I paid a couple extra bucks so I could get sit in the very front where you get the leg room. Yeah. And next to me is a lady, and then she gets all the other seats in the front, and then she fills them all with ornate, delicate cakes. And it's like... Better not move, Asterios, because someone's small business depends on you not <laughs> leaning to the left even one inch. And I'm rooting for this lady. I'm rooting for her cakes. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You got to transport a bunch of cakes and you were looking to do it for $20. These cakes are going to pay for your kid's college or whatever. But it was very stressful. It was like sitting next to active time bombs. Let me tell you a little secret about getting more legroom on. There's two little tricks you could Ooh. use to get more money or get more legroom on Megabus without paying more. Okay. So you know the table on the first row. There are two tables. Yes. There's one on the right, one on the left. The one on the right is free. Yes, that's true. You can just sit at that. So I try to be like the first one there, and a lot of people assume that you can't sit there. Right. For it- some stupid reason, if you don't pay. It's weird because you can't, uh, you cannot reserve the the t- that table. Yeah, you can reserve the other table, but you can't reserve that. It's weird. I don't right. get it. But they assume that right. you have to. I assume that. I assume that every time until I figured it out. The second secret is that there is a single person seat right behind the driver. 
Yes. Have you noticed that seat? There is. It's like it's like a little rumble seat, like a little jump seat. Right. I think it is supposed to be for disabled people. So, like, if somebody comes and bitches at you, move. But yeah, but make sure they're disabled. Yeah, make give them a good old kick in the shin first. Yeah, and if they don't get up, go. You win this round, Chester, and then put them up in the seat. Yes. Um. Okay. That's in it now. Now again. Now we've done all the rambling. Because you, I get the sense that you enjoy the rambling parts of Pork Chatter more than talking about Star Wars. That's all po- Pork Chatter is, is me rambling. Yeah, I know. That's, but I, you remember earlier you were talking about the gag? The gag is that I microwave my brain with alcohol and drugs, and this is the only way I could communicate. I do really <laughs> like that, because we've been now been doing Pork Chatter for years, and I think people forget that Pork Chatter was never about Star Wars, really. It was always just an excuse for Sriracha to just talk. And so it's weird. Like, this is going to be the first time on Pork Chatter that we actually do discuss Star Wars in detail. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Yeah, I'm actually excited to talk about this, too. So we went to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars-themed theme park within... Disney's Hollywood Studios that is part of the Walt Disney World theme park family. Not Disneyland, which is on the West Coast. Disney World. Disney World. In Orlando, Florida. In what is it? It's not MGM anymore, is it? No, it used to be MGM Studios, but then MGM went out of business. So Disney just renamed it to Disney's Hollywood Hollywood Magic. Hollywood Magic (laughs) bullshit town. And in... Disney's Hollywood Studios, there's a couple of things. There's a little, there's part of it that looks like Burbank. Old, <laughs> old fashioned 1950s Burbank. Don't smell like Burbank. No, <laughs> tell it does you that. Not. It lo- and it, it's, it looks like the kind of Burbank that never was because both me and Sriracha have spent significant time in the real Burbank, which is much dirtier. Yeah, it's like, it's like. 18-year-old women's idea of what Burbank is going to look like when they move there from Kansas. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly right. Uh, there were no uh, smog or grease stains on any of the buildings. No one just shooting up in the middle of the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was. There weren't a bunch of wigs outside on the ground outside a wig store, which... They do have in Burbank. No prostitutes wandering around in broad daylight. No, no hookers walking around in broad daylight. <laughs> um, no, it's just very nice there. Just very nice, old-fashioned Hollywood. Very nice. Very nice Art Deco. <laughs> Art Deco, perfect. Tomorrowland is there. Actually, what Toy Story Land is there. Toy Story Land is cool. But Toy real- Story Land sucks. What are you talking about? That roller coaster looked cool. Yeah, but it had a 78-minute wait. Yeah, which means it's awesome. People don't wait 70 minutes for a shitty roller coaster. Actually, they do because they've already spent their money, and they're probably on day four of their park hopper bullshit. Oh, yeah, by the way, your first interaction with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, or at least if you're us, your first interaction will be, before you even enter the park, there's a sign that says... You want to go on Rise of the Resistance? There's two rides. There's Smuggler's Run, Rise of the Resistance. You want to go on Rise of the Resistance? Uh, fuck off. Pick a new day. Can't get on it. We've go- we've distributed all of our passenger roles or whatever the fuck they're called. Yes. Okay. So so the uh, Rise of the Resistance ride is the brand new ride at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we ran into a bunch of signs that said, "Sorry, uh, the time to line up for Rise of the Resistance was three weeks ago." On the internet. <laughs> Apparently they have... It's like checking into a flight. They have boarding groups. And you have to sign up for a boarding group 
well in advance. Yeah. And all day on the billboards, they were like, we are now boarding group 60 through 70. And it's like, we never even had a chance. Yeah, we were not even close to getting on Rise of the Resistance. We bought these tickets weeks ago. At no point were they like, hey, you should probably line up for this ride for the only good Star Wars ride now. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of fun on the one that we went on. I twice. had a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, so we, so the, I, well, so there's two rides. There's Rise of the Resistance, which is apparently you're on some sort of cart and you're going around the Death Star or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't go on it, but Smuggler's Run, which is the other ride. Really good. Really good. Really fun. They sell they sell beer in line to smugglers run. So it's like, yeah, you guys know your audience. Uh, We went on it twice. We got to go on it twice. We only waited in line once. First, we did the single rider line, which went much. I I was only in line for like what ten minutes or something. Yeah, so. There's two ways to get on a smuggler's run. You can wait in the line with your family, like a normie, or for, like, lonely, desperate people who have come without a family, there's a single rider's line. And you'll just be... Because smuggler's run... The idea behind smuggler's run is a six-person crew pilots, runs the guns, and runs the engineering on the Millennium Falcon. So you're supposed to all go in with your family and like, little Timmy's piloting and dad's on the guns. But if nobody loves you, you can become a single rider. Yeah, and you get stuck in the shittiest role. The worst the role. Ride. Engineer. Inevitably, you will be an engineer if yes. you go in the single rider line. Mysterious and I, we were both engineers. We were both engineers. It's the shittiest uh, role on the ride. All you do is press buttons. You don't even get to shoot anything. It's awful. Don't do it. Wait in the 70 minute line. Get a beer. Get a Jaya lie. What's that? <laughs> Florida beer? High lie. High lie. Yeah, get a high lie. Uh, get one of those little sodas that look like bombs (laughs) yes um the beer they have is the gold squadron lager red squadron blue squadron rogue squadron gold squadron hell yeah um but they also sell these sodas that that on an x-ray machine look just like grenades exactly like grenades yes to the point where the TSA is even like, please do not bring these on the plane. You cannot. Look it up, bro. Yep. I'm not making this shit I up. I believe you. They literally said, do not like even bring these on your carry-on. They look so much like Renee. And and it is, it is kind of the intention. I mean, you could say that they look like ball droids, these Cokes or Diet Cokes, but they also look like thermal detonators, which are the grenades in the Star Wars universe. Um... Yes, you can buy a grenade, your hand online, 70 minutes. And uh, so you are, so on Smuggler's Run, you are in, you walk through the Falcon and it's awesome. And the floor is the same kind of like metal paneling as in the movie. So it's neat, like when you walk on the floorboard, they like clank and like you, it, it puts you in mind that like I can lift up these panels and hide underneath them just like Han Solo did when they snuck into the desk when they snuck into the Death Star that first time. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about Disneyland is I know the wait times are incredible and everyone makes fun of them, but it's kind of fun to go through lines on all these rides because they put a lot of effort into just the little scenery. Like you remember that big window we could like see the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. out. That was really cool. Yeah, I think it's neat. Um, also, there's some storyline in when you're waiting on Ryan for Smug- Smuggler's Run. When you're going through it, it's you. You just hear, and I'm not exaggerating. 
you hear two dudes who work in the resistance passive aggressively bitching at each other <laughs> over who is doing a better job prepping the Falcon for launch. Like this one guy's like, I'm gonna do such a great job, I'm gonna get a promotion. And then this other guy's like, you're gonna, you have to do any amount of work if you wanna be promoted. You're gonna have to start doing anything if you wanna, and it's it's interesting. It's awesome. It's, it's actually very interesting. Like you hear these two dudes with like some clearly a psychosexual dynamic is at play where these guys want to fuck each other, but they but I don't know, they think the universe won't allow it. So they're just like taking out all their anger on each other through like workplace buffoonery. You know how in the office, like Dwight and Jim clearly want to fuck? Is that what you got from that? Of course it is. Dwight and Jim, why would you spend all this time pranking the guy unless you're like pulling on his pigtails because you want to fuck him? One time. Jim wrote an entire fake novel just to quote prank Dwight, prank him, or get his attention. Dw- Jim, we've went over this multiple times. Dwight is socially awkward, <laughs> and your relentless bullying has gone <laughs> too far. We're gonna have to let you go. Why do you think Jim settles for a woman who is ostensibly like if you printed a woman out of the Unity Asset Store? Pam. By the way, I don't know what the Unity Asset Store is. That's just something Sriracha said. I was going to say that's not really relevant at whatsoever. I don't know what it means. I just started saying it. Like, um, Pam, just the world's fiveiest five, Pam. Yeah, she looks fine. She looks like a normal person. Yeah, she does look five. Like five, exactly. <laughs> Dwight, that's an eight. He owns a farm. He's tall, cool glasses. He's the assistant regional manager. I hate the office. Oh, wow. For someone who hates the office, they sure were able to correctly answer that call and response I set up. Yeah, Asteria. It's called cultural osmosis. Look it up. How much Naruto have you seen? That's what she said. Oh, yeah, that's a joke. That's another one from the office. Okay, yeah, Yeah. great. Fantastic. I think if you look at Dwight and Jim's relationship... Through a psychosexual lens, it's a lot more fun. I mean, there's definitely something going on there, Why but I think it's just because... they spending 10 years obsessed with each other. What are they doing? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't like Jim. <laughs> I don't like him. What's to like? He's kind of a shithead. He's a real <laughs> asshole. He's... You're hitting on someone you work with for years. You know, doesn't she have a boyfriend? Because she's with, like, Dude, Nick or Mike. Dude, she's engaged. She's engaged. For to, most like, of the series. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing there, guy? You little home wreck, you tall, skinny home wrecker beanpole. What are you doing? You're, you're, a, you're an attractive guy with a job living in the meth capital of Pennsylvania. You can't find a girlfriend? Fuck you, Jim. Fuck you. Yeah, no, and I get Dwight is also a shithead, but, like, if you ran into a Dwight in your office and were like, what would you do? I'd just be like, roll my eyes and be like, Ugh. like, to my coworkers, like, oh, Dwight came over to me and bothered me again. Oh, okay. I would not go to such Herculean lengths to fuck with Dwight. You know how long like, it get takes over to yourself, put, Jim. You know how long it takes to put someone's stapler in Jello? That's an overnight prank. You gotta sneak the, you gotta sneak the stapler out, and you know who'll notice the stapler's missing? Dwight Schrute, that too. Only Dwight Schrute. And only Dwight Schrute. And the thing is, you can't just start the Jell-O at 7 p.m. when you get home, and it'll be ready by 9 a.m. the next morning. Jell-O takes 24 hours to harden. It's a long-ass process. It's a long-ass, it's a batch. It's a batch dessert. 
Anyway. Let's talk a little bit. Speaking of desserts, the blue milk. Oh, but wait, actually, but we speaking of of uh, of passive aggressive coworker relationships. So when you're online for Smuggler's Run, there's a passive aggressive coworker relationship. Here's how Smuggler's Run works. Two people are the pilots, two uh Two people man the guns, and then two people are engineers. An engineer is just you push the button once. <laughs> yes. The engineer is the worst. If you ever go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they hand you a card that says engineer, you tell the person, hey, I had engineer last time. Could I please get pilot, please? And then they will actually be cool to you. They will take the thing from a child yep. <laughs> they will give it to you yeah and then that child will learn that the universe is a cruel place not fair life ain't fair bitch it's time to start learning that like um me and an engineer i'm gonna walk you through the i, I want to walk them through the positions on the ship is that okay yeah go for it all right cool being an engineer is the worst so what happens is your ship gets damaged your ship gets damaged most of the time by the actions of uh, the rest of the party, like not knowing what to do. For example, Sriracha drove the Millennium Falcon drunk. Incredibly drunk. She was super goddamn drunk. And so we got a... At the end, it actually prints out a little score. We suffered negative 6,900 points worth of collisions, mm. which was worse than the literal child who piloted the Falcon when you were the engineer the first time you went through. Yeah, that was something I forgot to mention is the first time I went through, I was the engineer and there was a literal eight-year-old child piloting our ship and we still came out in the green Yeah, at the end of it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to own this kid. I'm ready. I've had three blue milks. I'm ready to drive this fucking ship that I drove it straight into the ground. So don't drink and drive, kids. The valuable coaxium got away. Don't you know how many credits that could have fetched on the black market? Credits that could have gone towards funding the resistance's military efforts. You think those X-Wings and Y-Wings grow on trees? You think that little fleet that was assembled uh, over Exegol? That, there could have been a couple more ships fighting the Emperor if you had just piloted the Millennium Falcon properly. But the stars were so pretty. The stars were very Again, It's a really good ride. It's a, really it's a very ride. immersive ride. It's a really cool ride. So, you know, uh, just to wrap up, the, the biggest problem with the engineer is that in order to push the buttons, you have to not look ahead at the beautiful, immersive 3D screen. So, the only, if you're the engineer, the only way to do the ride properly is to not have any fun on it at all. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Gunners, neither of us were gunners, but you gotta shoot TIE fighters. That's always cool. The pilots. It takes two people to pilot the Millennium Falcon for some reason, which yeah. makes no sense. So, half of this burden lies on your shoulders, jackass. I did incredibly well. Because, it, because what I did, you could look at the score. Because, just like any... Now, what what doesn't make more sense than this? I can't think of a better way to design your spaceship than this. Instead of one pilot, which could move the ship in every direction, uh, you have two pilots. One to move the ship left and right, and one to move the ship up and down. I was put on up and down duty. You have to move the ship up like once. Yeah, let me tell you, the left to right is not the job for the person who's too intoxicated to drive a car. Or even a bicycle, I would say. Yes, 95% of this ride is properly moving left and right so you can line up behind a train you're trying to rob. 
<laughs> and Sriracha was hammered on a, on a couple of blue milks and on a green milk. Yeah. We missed the second shipment of Coaxium. And, and that's why when you went to go see Rise of the Resistance, uh, Ray got electrocuted to death by the Emperor. And it, and, it, and, and remember when we saw the movie, it just said, game over, you lose. And remember when uh, Chewbacca flew up into the sky and then the ship exploded and you see his corpse falling <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was a little dark for a kid's movie, but whatever. Uh, look, I'm just glad that they honored the continuity of our ride on Smuggler's Run. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great ride. I can't wait to go again. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on it, too. Um, one of the things we were drunk on, well, not we, you, uh, were you were drunk on Blue Milks and Green Milks. Let me review all of the alcoholic beverages available at Star Wars Land, besides the beer. Because, did I have a beer? I don't think You I had did. two beers. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, I don't yeah, remember you, what the beer tastes well, like. Well, you threw half of one away because you were like, ah, oh, they're not going to let me bring it online. And then, like, you threw it away real quick, and then you turned a corner, and there was another 30 minutes of line to go. That wasn't a beer. That was a whiskey diet that we got at the Anaheim Fruit Produce. <laughs> Oh, and I tipped thirty percent for for some stupid fucking reason. I tipped pretty high too with Disney World because you because you are tipping them for the international tourists. The way I always look at it is like I got to tip extra because there's international people who don't tip because they come from countries that like pay employees. Yeah, so it would make no sense. It's like why should I pay you? Doesn't your boss? And it's like no, in America we don't do that. Yeah, I mean the. Dude at that Anaheim fruit stand, fucking shout out to the bartender at the Anaheim fruit stand or whatever, because yeah. that dude is not pouring singles. <laughs> that dude is pouring, the, just, he basically handed me just a glass of bourbon. I was like, yeah, you take care of me, I'll take care of you, bud. <laughs> That's happened to us every time we've gone to Disneyland, because a long time ago when we went to Disney when I wasn't sober, we went to Epcot Center. We went to some Irish pub at Epcot Center, and I asked for two well whiskey diet doubles and tall glasses, and he had to be quadruples. I saw him. I just saw him like pouring, pouring, pouring. It was like a goddamn. It was like a cartoon. It was awesome. Was yeah. I think what they do is when they see that you're American and that you're and that and I always ask. I ask for drinks in the nicest way possible. I wait. I don't do the thing where I'm like bartender, barkeep. Hey, I need your attention. I just wait. I make eye contact once. Look at my phone. I have perfect drink ordering manners. I believe you. And then I think they're like, okay, this guy knows how this works. We'll give him a quad, just like the quad laser cannons in Star Wars Smuggler's Run. And then, you know, we take care of them. That's how it works. It's America. We got to help each other. Look out for Because no one's helping us. No one. Okay, but you helped yourself to a, a Gold Squadron locker. What did you think of the beer? It wasn't beer. We just went over this. I did not have a beer. You had a beer. I bought you a Gold Squadron Lager in line for Smuggler's Run. Did I? Okay, well, it just tasted... You know what it tasted like? in Lagunitas. That's good. Lagunitas tastes good. Yeah, I like Lagunitas, but it wasn't like... It didn't stick in my memory like some of these other drinks did. Okay, but the thing is, I think you'd remember if it were bad. It was not bad. Okay, that's good. Because a lager... Because lager sometimes tastes like piss. It did not taste like piss. That's good. Okay, Gold Squadron Lager... 
Rating did not taste like piss. <laughs> did not taste like piss at a 10. Okay, good. Uh, the best drink I had there was, besides the Rodian ration, which was not a drink, that was my favorite thing. Can't wait to talk about that. But the blue milk they sell, the infamous blue milk, and they also sell a green milk. Yeah. You can get the blue milk and the green milk without alcohol in it, or you can get it with either rum or tequila. Rum goes in the blue one, tequila goes in the green one. The blue milk was pretty good. I liked it a lot. It tasted like, what did you say? It was coconut milk. It wasn't just a liquid. It was like some kind of coconut slurry. It tasted like a smoothie that was kind of melted. The, the recipe on the sign said that it was a mix of coconut and rice milks. But at the time, you told me, because I didn't, I didn't have any, because like, I just had coffee. Um, you told me that it tasted like cotton candy. It did. It tasted really, really good. Good. It tasted like it was flavored with something intended to make it taste like cotton candy. Obviously rum. It was blue. It was pretty good. It was like having a smoothie. Rum mixes really well with sweet stuff. I liked it a lot. Rum is a go-to mixer. Tequila, I was trying to explain to Sriracha, because the green milk has tequila in it, and it's like... You gotta do a lot to hide the taste of tequila. You had they had to invent a thing called the margarita, which is just like a green slime salt slushy to disguise <laughs> the taste of tequila. For the love of God! So, I, I, what did you think of the green milk? It was nasty. It was awful. It was yeah. the worst thing that I drank there, dude. It was fucking awful. Yeah. I don't. It tasted like I am not even making this up. It tasted like algae. I had to force it down. It was not good at all. I have no idea what they are putting in that, but it is not good. Yeah, I mean, it's. I assume it's just a different blend of rice and coconut milk, but it's like tequila is not. Tequila's not really a mixer. You know what I mean? Like when you drink a Mexican coffee, it's coffee, tequila, a shitload of sugar, and a bunch of whipped cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like they're they're working their ass off. Um, I'm glad you drank it though, because it cost fourteen dollars. I mean, I did drink it. Oh, I God, know. yes. I'm glad that you did. Like. Sriracha did a very good job of drinking alcohol on this tr- on at, at Star Wars Land. As is tradition. My number one talent. Yeah, it's great. Now, I got, because in the Star Wars novels, they don't call it coffee. They call it calf. That's the stupidest thing. <laughs> I know. It's dumb. It's one of those sci-fi things. It, they're not days. They're cycles. They're not, it's not money. It's credits. Like, it's not coffee. It's calf. It's, it's whatever the fuck. But like. I saw it on a sign that said black calf, like three bucks. I'm like, awesome. I want to try this future coffee. They serve it to me in a in like a cup, and the lid has just the word Dixie written right on it. And I'm like, hey, thanks for taking me out of this futuristic wonderland and merriment. Like, unless the Dixie Corporation existed a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, fuck off. Coffee didn't even taste that good. Now, with the green milk and the blue milk, they gave it to you. In these kind of futuristic round-edged cups, how would you describe it them? It was like a, like a cylinder, like a. It looked like a glass, but it had square sides. It has square bottom. It kind of looked like a diamond a little bit. Yeah, like this weird diamondy cup. Yeah. With me, it was. I felt like I was at the airport. I mean, to be fair, I was at the starport, but still, I, I want to feel like I'm in the past of the future, not the present. I think you should have gotten the. Rising Moon Cold Brew. The Black Spires Cold Brew. Yeah. Black Spires Cold. Okay, so the whole idea behind Star Wars Land is that you are on the planet Bantu and you are at the Black Spire Outpost. Ray is there trying to recruit. Ray and Chewbacca are there trying to recruit people for the resistance. 
Also, Kylo Ren is there to find the spy and find Rey. So, like, we saw Kylo Ren made a really cool entrance. Yeah. Yeah, like, Kylo Ren comes out of this, like, spaceship and a bunch of smoke comes out of the spaceship and he, like, pretends to for- to force choke someone who isn't doing a good enough job finding Rey. And the guy, like, pretends he's being held up in the air and then he falls to the ground. It's neat. There's stormtroopers walking around. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of Disneyland is watching the uh, ad-libbers, like the performers ad-lib with kids. And I'm so upset. I didn't get to see Rey. The only time I saw Rey was when she was kind of, like, stationed taking pictures with kids. But um, the dude... (laughs) That was the military, the one that Kylo Ren chokes the chokes chokes out. Was doing like I was really going for it. Like I walked by, he walked up to a kid with a one of those plastic lightsabers they sell. And he yeah. says, "You are you with that dreaded resistance?" And the kid is playing along too. He's like, "No." He's like, "Then put that god awful weapon away. It's dangerous. I'll find you one thousand Quaraxium crystals if you if I catch you walking around with." It was very charming. Yeah, you you were telling me that like. There was some some kid that was wearing like a t-shirt that said Skywalker on it, and he's like, hide that traitor. You wear the name of a traitor. Yeah, he was like, you wear the name of a traitor. Don't you know that Skywalker is no more? <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was neat, because it, t- it took place between, between movies. It took place between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, because when we went on Star Tours, which, by the way, is not in Star Wars land. It's in Tomorrowland. Yeah. <laughs> which is confusing. Figure that one out. Figure it out. But we went on Star Tours. We go on Star Tours, and uh, and here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself, like, eh, I've been on Star Tours before. I've seen it all. Like, whatever. It'll be Star Tours. It'll be fine. We get on Star Tours. Now, here's how every Star Tours ride opens. They go, C-3PO and R2-D2 are there. And R2D2 was like, we gotta go, we gotta take, we gotta take off. And C3P was like, what the fuck? We gotta wait for the pilot. We can't just leave. And R2D2 was like, nah, fuck this, we're leaving. And then all of a sudden, you get like uh you get the ship gets attacked, and like R2D2 was like trying to take off in the ship, and all of a sudden it gets stopped by either Darth Vader or Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren, like, either either evil Sith Lord will like hold the ship in place with the force. And be like, there's a there's a traitor on board. And on the screens, they'll show just like a candid picture taken of one of the little kids on the ride. <laughs> and it's always one of the little kids. It's a great gag. Every laughs every time. Because it's usually like the nerdiest kid, like a little girl in braces or like a boy with thick glasses. And then you'll just hear Kylo Ren being like, there's a traitor on board. Stop this ship now. But then R2-D2 was like, no, fuck you. And C-3PO starts going, what? Oh, you're engaging the laser cannons. Why are you doing this? And then, like, R2-D2 literally tries to assassinate Kylo Kylo Ren. And um, Kylo Ren knocks the laser blast back with his awesome crossguard lightsaber. Ship takes off. I'm saying to myself, I've seen everywhere this ship has gone. I've been on Star Tours before. First place it goes... That planet where the Death Star 2 is crashed. I told you they changed the rides. I Look, I didn't think that Disney would have it shit together enough to change the rides in, to fit Rise of Skywalker continuity. But they did. First place we go, we're crashing in all those big choppy waves. 
they, from the Rise of Skywalker. Then we go underground. Who's down there? A Dioniga. The same Dionigas that menaced the cast of A New Hope in the trash compactor of the Death Star. Several Dionigas atta- attack the ship. It's only through sheer luck and r 2 piloting that we get out of there alive. <laughs> it was awesome. It is awesome. So if, you, if you're looking for a Star Wars ride experience without waiting in line for 80 minutes, definitely do Star Tours. It's good. Yeah. But then, you know what happens next? Uh, we get off the ride? No! You were drunk for so much, so many things! I just don't remember the ride. I remember everything that happened. It was then Lando Calrissian comes on the screen and he's like, Well, looky here. Who, if it isn't my, if it isn't a bunch of kids, we need your help. Hey there, ship with a bunch of kids on it. We need you to go to Exegol on a suicide mission against a, against a fleet of star destroyers with big laser dicks. And then it's neat because I wasn't expected to see Lando. Usually when you're on the thing, you see Mon Mothma, you see General Leia. Lando. He's from the movie we just saw. Then we it, it takes us to the final battle of the of the Rise of Skywalker, and you in the in the Star Tours ship, the Star Speeder One Thousand, you team up with Poe Dameron's X-wing and Y-wing fleet to shoot the Death Star laser cannons out of the bottom of a bunch of Star Destroyers. Then you land, and you're at the very end of the movie. Everybody's celebrating. You get to destroy the First Order. It is so much fun. It was soup. I was like, they did such a good job with this. Yeah, I'm no. Guessing that flew all, I'm guessing that flew entirely over your head. I just like this. It's a, it's a star. It's a, you drive a spaceship and things explode. It's fun. <laughs> and also celebrity. Yeah. Billy D. Williams is there. Cole 45 in one hand, Pimp Cannon in the other. Love him. But I know what you're thinking. Well... The whole point of Star Tours is that you have to shuttle a spy who has information that's critical either to the Rebellion or the Resistance. So, was... But if at the end of the ride you defeat the First Order, was the spy's information even useful at all? Did the spy's information do anything? The answer is no. (laughs) There is a plot hole in the version of Star Tours we went on, which is like... I guess the spy wasn't that important because all we had to do was uh, go to Exegol and shoot some stuff. Maybe we just had the spy to be led to the shooty gallery. No, we get led to the shooty gallery because of because Lando asked for help. Because well, he calls C-3PO. Okay, yeah, you're right. All right, there's a plot hole in this ride for children. There's a big plot hole in this ride for children. I don't like it. So if anyone from Disney's listening, we just please t- fix it. Just tighten please it up. Please fix it. Tighten <laughs> it up over there. We went to the cantina. Oh my god, yes. The cantina was my favorite part. The cantina is really, really cool. There's a robot DJ. There's a robot DJ. By the way, the robot DJ is Ace, the original pilot of Star Tours before Star Tours got revamped for the prequels. Oh yeah, I remember that guy from the first time we went, that little robot thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He used to be in the corner. Exactly. He used to be in the corner. Now he's the DJ. So, again, another thing I love about these Disney parks, because he gave... They gave Ace a promotion, essentially. Look, C-3PO and R2-D2 should have been piloting it the whole time. They should have. Ace is retired now. Ace now is living his dream as fucking Skrillex of (laughs) Star Wars land. Yeah. You know that movie, uh, These Are Your Friends? That was about Ace. I've never seen that movie. What's it about? It's about EDM. Okay. (laughs) But start... eh, Okay. We'll move on from that. But, um... 
Ace is the music in the cantina. Oh, by the way, Reza, you have to get reservations for the cantina. Yeah, and good luck finding them. Good luck finding them. Um, the only reservation we could get was at 8.30 when the rest of the park was closed. So there, there were two reservations available, and I kept, go- I kept going back to the Disney reservations thing every day, multiple times a day, because I talked to a, a Star Wars dude reached out to me, like a Disney Star Wars fan, and was like, you got to get these reservations now or you're never getting into the canteen because there's like a 90-minute wait outside. Yes, Guy, whoever you are. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on your name right now. Thank you so much. We took every one of your tips and we had an awesome time and we will go back and we will use those tips in the future because you are you really, really saved our asses in a lot of spots. Yeah, that, that, that guy was really smart. He told us, he said, A, you got to get these reservations. B, he told, they only serve two alcoholic drinks Per customer. So he told us which drinks had the most alcohol in them. Hell yeah. Do you remember them? Roding ration, the Jedi mind trick. That's of exactly. course I remember them. The roding ration is really good. It's like a jello shot that you eat, but it's a big tray of it. And it has these cute little candies in it. It's really, really good. I stole the spoon. Yes, you did. From the Rodian ration. Here it is. It's really heavy. I hope I'm not permabanned from Disney for this. This the silverware at the cantina is really cool and futury. Like she has this cool little future spoon, and you eat the Rodian ration out of like a little hexagonal tray. It looks like it looks like just a large sciency slide, like you put under a microscope. Yes, and it's it, it's filled with gelatin, but the gelatin has puffed air in it. If you've ever eaten one of those chocolate bars that's got like bubbles in it. It's just like that. It's really fucking neat. And it's very alcoholic, apparently. Apparently, yeah, it is. And it tastes awesome. And I loved it. That was my favorite thing we consumed at Star Wars Land. I had the, you ordered me the non-alcoholic version. And it's covered in pop rock. Yeah. Was that the non-alcoholic version? I hope so. Okay, because you were real messed up at the end of the night. Hell yeah. And you told me, you can finish this. And I was like, is this the one with the alcohol in it? And you were like, no, it's not. And I was like, are you sure? And you were like, yes. And I was like, okay. It's very possible that I just started eating yours after a while. Because mine was half gone. Okay. So it sounds like you ate a full alcoholic rhodian ration and half of a non-alcoholic. I ate more than my share of rhodian ration. Okay. It was really good. It's got Pop Rocks on it. Also got a Jedi mind trick. That had too much alcohol. I think that, that I didn't need the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> At one point, you were so affected by the Force. Uh... So the way, so they have, the, the big reason we wanted to go the, to go to the cantina was this, the pork mugs. Yes. You can only get the pork mug at the cantina. Look how pretty that is. And I got one and I paid fucking what, $45 for this $45 bad boy? For it. Oh my God. I'm, I'm actually not upset about it either because look at him. Well, I tipped pretty well. So I hope that guy conveniently forgot this bone, but he's very cute. He's ceramic. He's very heavy. Yeah. This big heavy base. No dishwasher, by the way. Really? Yes. Thank you for telling me. I didn't know that. He is very heavy. He is very cute. It looks like a tree, like the base of a tree, and they carved a porg into it. And it's 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 just freaking adorable. I just really like this. It's like a ceramic version of a traditional wooden tiki mug. And the and you know, to go along with the mug. The drink is also one of those like fruity Hawaiian drinks. The uh, oh right, it was the the so you could get an alcoholic or non-alcoholic thing with the pork mug. The alcoholic drink was called the Yub Dub. 
So we're gonna get that last next time. I th- I think you ordered the Yub Nub. No, I had the Jedi Mind Trick. I think you ordered the. Okay. Did All they right. give me three alcoholic drinks? I think they did. Oh, okay. Because well. I think they gave you the Yub Nub. Then you order. Then when I went to the bathroom, it took forever because you have to go to the bathroom. They don't have a bathroom. In yeah, the the, for some fucking reason, they don't have a bathroom in the cantina. Figure that one out. Yeah, so you have to like go outside, and it's dark, and like you're wa- so I'm wandering around Star Wars land for like 15 minutes trying to we- read the word bathroom in the future language they have on the signage. But isn't it so pretty? It's very pretty. It's night. incredibly pretty. Yeah, no, uh, don't regret it. Actually, it's ridiculously overpriced for what it is. But you know what? I love it, and I can't wait to buy four more of them. Yeah, and on the bottom it says first edition. So it's a collector's item. If anything, it'll increase in value. Yeah, exactly. This is an investment. It's not an investment because I never plan to sell him. No matter what, I love it. His name is Sippers. Sippers. While we were there, we went to the Black Spire Outpost Outpost Marketplace. We picked up two of these little porks. Yes. The The one on my shoulder is named Cheeky. I think the one on your shoulder is named Buddy. Yes. Uh, the newest pork merch, there's three porgs. Let's talk about them. Let's do it. So the best, in my opinion, porgs are these little, they're little magnetic boys. Their faces look like they are having an allergic reaction to something in their mouth. Nope. They're, they're hamsters with like stuff stuffed in their cheeks. Mm-hmm. And they have a little magnetic pad that you put underneath their butts and they have magnets in their butts. So you put the porg on your shoulder or on your clothes or something and then you stick the magnet underneath and it just sticks there. It's really, really cute. Yeah, so I'm wearing a big blue robe right now and like no matter how I move, like this little pork buddies here with me. And I've decided that from now on, every time I record an episode of Pork Chat, I'm going to do it with this little pork on my shoulder. That's a good idea. I love that idea. Yeah. I love this little guy. So so they sell these little shoulder buddy porks. And you're walking around Star Wars land, and everybody's got these little shoulder buddy porks on. It's really cute. It's like everybody's got a little pork friend. We went to the Disney store at Disney Springs, and I found out that they also sell a Baby Groot variant of this. <laughs> Fuck that. Burn it in fire. You know, like Baby Groot? Fucking hate Baby Groot. Fuck you. Fuck Baby Yoda. Can't wait till everything is explodes with Baby when the fucking Chinese sweatshop gets done with the Baby Yoda prototypes, and next time we go, it's just gonna be flooded with Baby Yodas. Yeah. There was, there was not a lot of Baby Yoda merch available. There was a lot of adult Yoda merch that was like masquerading as Baby Yoda. Exactly, like when you like we went to Disney Springs, and Disney Springs has like a little Star Wars shop, the Galactic Outpost. Yeah, you walk in right in the center of the shop as you walk in. It's just a ton of Yoda merch, and it's like. It's not the same. It's not Baby Yoda. It's not, and I can tell it's not because it's got like ear hair. It's got old gray, gross ear hair. The face is wrinkled. It's disgusting. Zero out of ten would not buy. They also sell phone cases that look very cheap and socks that look even cheaper somehow. Yes. Apparently, the quickest thing Disney could make with actual Baby Yoda and not traditional old Ban Yoda is phone cases with some Baby Yodas, socks with some Baby Yodas. Uh, that's it. They couldn't even make hats. Not even keychains. Not even yeah. It's like, what the what the hell? Not even pins. Not even pins. They have a they have a pin of fucking they have merchant I had no idea. Like, I get it. Disney does a lot of merchandise, blah blah. Okay, thanks, Mel Brooks. But like, they sell the 
the people mover. <laughs> they sell the the not the not the not the monorail. They sell the people mover tram that ferries you from the parking lot to the front gate for $25. They also sell a model of the bus that yes. brings the employees, oh I'm sorry, cast members. Yep, the talent from their Disney-owned corporate housing that you pay $400 a month to share a room with three other people to work. And I, I truly do not understand this line of merchandise. Yeah, there's this... We found this weird line of merchandise called, like, Disney Parks. And it's for people who are super into the... To the logistics of running a theme park. <laughs> the logistic transportation. My favorite ride. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to buy, like, the Disney Credit Union playset where you can have the bank that Disney employees use. I can't wait to add the to my, uh, what's those What's those little doll sets that people are into now? My Littlest Pet Shop, My Littlest uh, Disney Vacation Club, where you have, uh-huh. like, a, <laughs> a lady in a polo just sweating and reeking of desperation as she tries to sell timeshares to parents who want nothing more than just get their kid a fucking Mickey-shaped ice cream so they'll shut the fuck up and they can divorce their bitch wife when they get home amen you you were really having fun looking at these fighting families on the oh show. that's the best part of going to a theme park man is the the family you see the families really putting their relationship to the test let me tell you uh we were talking about this in the car what is like the earliest age you would take your kid on a real vacation and by real vacation i mean a vacation that you spend a significant amount of money on like disney I don't know. I I, I I had a I had difficulty answering that question because the vacation is for the parents. As a kid, I like almost never wanted to go on vacation. My Nintendo wasn't there. I wanted to stay home and play Nintendo. And now with the fucking internet, it's like why would you ever want to leave Fortnite? Like what to go see the Grand Canyon? I want to go see the Grand Fortnite Canyon in Fortnite.com. Fortnite. 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 Um. But I guess Disney World is different because you get to meet Mickey and shit. Yeah. I don't know. How old what, what would be your age? Your minimum age? Six. Before that, you're staying home with fucking grandma because I cannot deal with the shit that I saw parents having to do. Like, just kids throwing themselves in the ground crying because mom wouldn't buy them, like, a $40 uh, princess doll or something. Yeah. And, of course, kids don't understand the concept of waiting in line. They're children. Like you can't expect a two-year-old will not sit through two consecutive episodes of Paw Patrol without fucking and running around in the middle of it. You, how do you expect them to wait in line for 80 minutes? I know. It's just not in their system. I, ha- I It truly perplexes me why a parent would think it would be a good idea to bring their child. First of all, they're not even going to remember it. Right. Second of all, you're spending, what, $80 for a kid under the age of 10 to just like just cry and cry the entire time. I <laughs> I saw a mom and a dad just like screaming over easy passes at one point in Star Wars. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so interesting. Like Sriracha, like for me, I get so, I'm so easily distracted just in everyday life that I'm rarely paying attention to my surroundings <laughs> so like in disneyland fucking forget it i'm just like oh look it's a big christmas tree oh my god mickey's in the diner oh this so oh, that and sriracha's like like 
Divorce Star is on full blast. Yeah, Siraj is just sitting here sucking down blue milk, watching some guy scream at his wife while his toddler climbs through a barricade to get on an X-Wing. Yes, exactly! <laughs> those stormtroopers say you're not allowed to climb on that X-Wing. You gotta listen to those stormtroopers. Gotta listen. Um, I really, really... This, I've been to like, you know, I've probably been to theme parks in my life maybe like three or four times. I went once with you a couple of years ago. As a kid, I went to, like, Great Adventure once. And then as a younger kid, I went to Disneyland once. This is probably, like, my fourth... I'm, like, 37. I was only on my fourth time at a theme park. This was the best... I had the best time of my life at this di- at, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I cannot wait to go back. I, I absolutely can't wait to go back. It is... It's really neat the way it is designed. And also, as day goes to night, they pull off cool lighting tricks to change your surroundings like during the day it's beautiful it looks like you're on Tatooine at night they have all these like hidden lights within the rocks to make them glow blue like you're on an alien planet so you're walking around Dis- walking around uh, uh, Star Wars land at night it's romantic as hell. It is. All the rocks light up purple. Yes. It's really pretty. You can see the moon and like and like it's the ground is lit up and it's just it's just very it's really pretty. Uh, so again, just quick tips. If you're gonna go to this Star Wars Disneyland thing, um, there are certain drinks that you could only get at the cantina. For example, the Rodian Ration and the Jedi Mind Trick are only available at the Cantina. So if you're at the Cantina, don't get the blue milk because you can get the blue milk anywhere. Right. Don't get the green milk at all. Green milk is gross. Green milk, don't get it unless you like to drink Pond Scum because <laughs> that's what it tastes like. Yeah. Uh, get Sign up for Fast Passes as soon as you buy your tickets. And buy your tickets like early because you can sign up for your Fast Passes early and then maybe you could have gotten on Ride of the Resistance, which we did not get on. Um... And uh, and other than that, just be prepared to lose hundreds of dollars. Hundreds, hundreds of dollars, yes. Yeah, just bring, I guess, cash out like your retirement? Right, just let Disney employees put a finger in your butthole. Yeah. And then, you know what? But if you bend over, it's easier. Just bend over and relax. It'll make the whole thing easier. And then before you know it, you'll be out of money, but you will have some great memories. You will have some great memories and some great $45 pork cups. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I think that's about it for this for at least for me for this episode of Pork Chat or anything else you want to talk about? No, I had I have I've exhausted my thoughts. I just want to reiterate that did you have fun? Let's go back. I really want to go back. Oh right. And it's cheaper to go on the cheapest days to go are Tuesday and Wednesday. Yes, that's a really good tip. It yeah. does not cost the same amount of money to go every day of the week. Yes, this is something my mom told me. My mom was like it's more expensive. It's more expensive on Saturday than it is on Tuesday. I know that doesn't make sense, but it also kind of does. It's Disney. Fuck you. Yeah, it's Disney. Fuck you. That's the theme park. That's the motto of the theme park. Yeah. Um. Oh. Also, parking costs twenty five bucks. So, but they have now made it very easy to. They have Uber drop offs like right at the lip of the park. So you know if. If you're within a cheap Uber distance, and the Ubers in Orlando are very inexpensive. Yeah. The only reason I wanted to take, we I took our rental car there was because I wanted to go out after somewhere else. And afterwards, we went to a really cool hookah bar, which I really enjoyed. Really good. Um, but yeah, you could Uber there, get a cantina reservation online. Uh, and then if you have any more questions about it, you email us and we'll help you out. Hell yeah, we will. All right. Well, hey, thank you for listening to Pork Chatter. 
a show within the loudest podcast the loudest podcast will be back next week but it will be pre-taped have a good night this is pork singing the outro it's it's a whole choir of them chiming in together i love this I don't know what the fuck Porgs sound like. I've forgotten because J.J. Abrams fucked us. Yeah, fucked us real hard. He bent us over and he fucked us. He put in a fuck you amount of Porgs. That is a fuck you amount of Porgs. Didn't even reshoot him, I don't think. Looks like refilm. How contrived. How contrived that they had to go back to Octo. Seems like somebody just didn't want to reshoot some Porgs. Yeah, I know. Such bullshit. So I was going to ask Ray if I ran into Ray at the park. I was going to be like, so I had this por- that Porg, those Porgs that were on the Millennium Falcon or whatever the ship was that flew to that planet where they had their resistance base. They're all definitely presumed dead now, right? Because we didn't see them at all in that last movie. There's no way that actress doesn't have an answer for that. That actress would be like, they were there, but they're very small, and they were hiding, for there were big battles happening outside. Right, no, I could totally see that, like... See, you see, porgs are very mischievous creatures, and they're always looking in the jungles for new hiding places. Yeah, exactly. Those are... Goddamn. Ray looked so goddamn hot. Did she? Yes! Oh, my goodness! And then she's walking around with Chewbacca, who's a big, fat asshole, <laughs> making porg, making Ray look even hotter. Goddamn. Oh, Ray. Anyway, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Meow, 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 meow.